0: one of the differences between the first lockdown and the second lockdown was the way in which we offered reflections during them during the first lockdown as you've already heard we were operating much more from our homes offering a thoughtful day or a, a reflection during the second lockdown of november in 2020 The clergy were able to head into church, maintaining appropriate distance, and to offer a service of Holy Communion, without a congregation. What we did was we streamed this, so that people could see that the Eucharist was happening, that they could hear the prayers, and also be encouraged by the sermon. Our hope was that although we were at a distance, will be able to, in some way, be together. The jury is still out on how effective this was, but this is what we tried. And you're about to hear my sermon for the second Sunday of that lockdown, which was on the 15th of November, 2020, broadcast from St Mary's Dis. You are listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Path with your preacher, Samuel S. Thorpe. May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our Gospel reading, we have heard the parable of the talent, which I think is an unfortunate word in a sense, because it can mislead our expectations. There's a concept familiar to those who have learned new languages, particularly when languages have shared influences, called false friends. False friends are words which look or sound similar to known words in your own language, or which actually mean something quite different. A familiar example to us would be of how we and our American cousins use the word chips. For Americans, chips refer to what we call crisps, and so as they call our chips crisps, if you follow what I'm saying. And there's something similar at play here with the word talent. We can often think of talent as a proficient skill, such as being a good singer or a craftsman. Here in the English-speaking West, I have often seen this leading to people talking about this parable as making sure that you use your skills well. However, the talent referred to is not one's skills, but treasure, wealth and gold. A talent is simply a measure of wealth that would have been equal to about half of the average worker's lifetime wages. The parable of the talents is therefore not a story of individual skills in investing, but the story of the treasure which the master has left in the care of his servants. For we read that he was going on a long journey and would be gone some time, And so he entrusted his property, his wealth, to the servants. When we pay attention, we realise that the reward of the two servants is not the profits that they have made. The one with five talents that ended up with ten talents does not receive those talents. But his reward is to enter into the joy of your master. Enter into the joy of your master. While the one who is punished is one who does not look after a treasure entrusted to them, but buries it in the ground, rather than taking care of it, even by doing something so simple as entrusting it to a bank, they hid from their responsibility and did not prepare for their master's return. This parable, then, is all about the Master's treasure entrusted to his servants. If we imagine ourselves in this parable, what would the treasure be that we have been entrusted with? I believe that the treasure here is similar to the treasure in Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus uses two parables to talk about the kingdom of heaven. is the faith in the Gospel of Jesus, of God himself incarnate amongst us, who by embracing our humanity and dying our death upon the cross, offers us the promise of redemption and the hope of eternal life grounded in his resurrection from the tomb. This is the faith which changes everything, a faith which sets us free from the corruption of sin, A faith which unites us as Christians, a faith which has endured through the centuries, sustaining the Church through plagues and famines, through war and conflict, and which is just as precious and vibrant today as it was 2,000 years ago. Our faith is ours, insofar as we have been entrusted with it by the God who gives himself to us, in Jesus Christ. It is more than just our response to God. It is an heritage, a treasure, and a responsibility. We are not to bury it in the ground like the lazy servant. Our faith is not an expensive tailored outfit for us to just hang up in a wardrobe as we wait for a special occasion on which to wear it. No, it is to be worn daily, lived in and lived out. And in our reading from Thessalonians, Paul writes that because we are destined not for wrath but for the obtaining of salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, we are children of light and belong to the dead, rather than belonging to death and sin as children of darkness. Therefore put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. How can we inhabit our faith daily, rather than bury it until we can return to church after lockdown? We can pray. We have the morning and evening prayer booklet, which we sent out to you earlier this year, which you use. Morning and evening prayer can also be found on the Church of England website or even as an app on your phone. Or you could simply create some time and space in your house and your day to be quiet, to lift up in your heart those you love before God and to say the Lord's Prayer. We can read the Bible each day. If you're not already, then I suggest picking one of the Gospels and reading a chapter a day. There's a well-known principle but if you read three chapters a day and five on Sundays, then you'll find that in a year you will have read the whole Bible. And lastly, we can, as Paul reminds us, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are already doing. So pick up the phone. Check on people you know to see how they are and how we can support one another. And if you would like to speak to one of the clergy, then please give us a call. We'd be delighted to hear from you and to support you in this way. So let us each day put on the armour of faith, rather than hiding it away for a rare occasion. By doing so, we too can be the good servants who found that the treasure in their care grew. And like them, when our Master, the Lord Jesus Christ, returns, he shall see the fruit of our faith, and say unto us as well, Come and enter into my joy. Amen.